Hello, Crow here. Uh, as you can see from the title of this episode, uh, we had to split it into two parts. It was over two hours, and uh, we don't want to subject you to that. There's only so much you can handle. And we had a lot to say because we're having some, been having difficulties kind of getting together and just making the schedules work What with all the legal issues, the rehab, and, you know, the elective surgeries. It's just, you know, it takes time to recuperate. And to, and to sync up our schedule. So for this episode, we're joined by Songbird once again, and we go over a wide range of issues, all very relevant and entertaining. This is going to be the same intro for part one and part two, so enjoy either one or two, depending on what you're listening to. See you, bye. Support all What cops. is a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch that movie. I got to watch that movie so we can I talk mean, if about we're gonna it. Matt Walsh's documentary. Women? Well, but somebody I first have to know what <laughs> somebody perfect. asked him. Somebody right. asked him in the, one of those interviews. They go, uh, "You don't even know what a woman is. Well, what is a woman?" Then he goes, uh, "An adult human female." And they were just like, uh, "You know, I mean, they were trying <laughs> yeah, to turn around." I actually am going to. I have the uh, Daily Wire subscription just for articles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to up it just so I can watch that and oh, the new Gina. So you have the daily art. You have the daily wire for just the articles. Just the articles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look at the centerfolds at all uh-huh. in the Daily Wire. Sure. Not at all. Centerfolds? Yeah, that Matt Walsh centerfold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, I heard. No, I, just, I don't get to see it. It's I'm just Dinesh D'Souza and, and Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but I am going to I'm gonna re-up my membership because I had it How for, much is it? I think it's only like 15 bucks a month. It's not <laughs> well, much. I, I think I, I might get it. It's like 144 a year. Yeah, it's not bad. I would get it for my If son, you're doing Amazon Prime, which fucking hates you. Yeah. yeah, then do it for 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 the for the Daily Wire that's doing good stuff. I like, would do it for my son, who but he's way too into politics. Yeah, I mean it sounds funny for me. But Matt Walsh, talking, I haven't watched that movie. Be I know, great. But it sounds funny coming for me doing this podcast. But seriously, like my son comes home and he's like, "Dad, I got to tell you about this thing at school." I'm like, <laughs> don't get into this stuff at school. Yeah, I just don't. So. Oh yeah. I know we're running up on time, but you guys, oh, not running up, way over for reasons <laughs> I can't understand. Want to talk about Stranger Things? Yes, yes. Uh, it's a phenomenon. It really is. So Netflix has been declining in the last few months because of all its woke bullshit and its numbers are declining and people are going, get, go woke, I, get broke. I don't officially think that's all of it, no. but I think that's part of it. Part of it is just the, the number of streaming services that have kind of offshoots that have, and they're, 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 um, well, I hear Netflix is going to start commercials. Well, yeah. I, th- I think it is more likely. Certainly there's a, and I am fully embracing the get woke, go broke thing. I I think it's true. But I think the problem that the streaming services had is Netflix was the only one for a long time. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, I watched Ozark. It's a great show. I've watched Breaking Bad. It was a great show. I've watched a bunch of great shows, but I can watch those shows in two weeks. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, "Cool, what's the next one?" And Netflix goes, "Here, how about this one?" I'm like, "Cool," and then they're like, "This one," and I'm like, "No." Yeah, that's the thing about binge they, binge watching. Yeah, it's they not go, such how a about, good model. Here's another one, and you go, eh, "Well," that and that's why good. we're gonna go into an offshoot here. I'm sorry, we're going way over, but I don't care. We started watching. Uh, we were talking. I was talking to Songbird. We both kind of started watching The Boys mm-hmm. uh, oh, last season, awesome. and we decided, okay, let's talk. Let's watch The Boys, and we'll talk about it. Um, she watched the first episode. Uh, I didn't. Not even. Yeah, I got Not through. Even. I think I got through almost as much as she did. We we maybe got through five minutes. Yeah, we talked about how far we got in it, and she and I'm like, "Is it this scene?" She's like, "Yes." I had to turn it off. I'm like, "Yeah." I actually stopped Awful. watching Repulsive. before that. She got further than me. They, 
it's I the know most the scene you're talking about. It's the most repulsive it, thing you can think of. They're so trying to disgust and, and dis- disturb people. But it was right in the beginning, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. The yeah. first episode of season three was so disturbing and disgusting that I actually couldn't. I, even, felt, I couldn't even watch it. I, I knew what was happening, and I go, "Oh, this is what's happening. I'm not going to watch." I thought you meant season one. No, and so. I, 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 I talked to Songbird about it afterwards, and she goes, "I watched it through, and I'm so disgusted. I can't." And the thing is, she likes. Um, the actor who plays Dean Winchester. Sam! Sam! Dean Win- uh What's his name? Um, the Australian guy? From No, he's from uh, Supernatural, the TV show Supernatural, mm-hmm. Dean and Sam. Um, I don't know any of the characters. So, so. she likes, she likes uh, the guy who plays uh, Dean Winchester. Um, got a real deep voice. Yes. Guy. Uh, he's but so he's going to be, he's going to be in this season. And I saw as a character called Soldier Boy. She's like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. I'm like, well, I like the show. I'll watch it. And, We'll talk about it. And she, uh, she's like, she wanted to watch it specifically because him. She goes, I can't even. I'm done. I'm not going to watch any any more of the season, even though I really want to see Jensen him. Jensen Ackles. I want to see <laughs> Jensen Ackles. But the thing is, this first episode, this first scene, and this first episode was so I, I disgusting. To watch, I refused to watch any more of that show. That was so. so dege- it was degenerate. It was degenerate. It was well, perverted. And there, there may be some of that, but the the larger point is. These streaming services can only get enough content out there that people want to watch before they're on to the next thing. And I mean, so do they have to get grosser. But that, that, and that, grosser? That no, no, no. Me, I'm just, sorry. I know. I get back. Let me get back to my point. The, I, I got sidetracked again. Uh, they're doing it right, though. The the Amazon Prime is doing it right. Every Friday, they're dropping an episode. They're not letting you binge oh, it. Right. They're doing it like a series. They're doing it like a like old school series. They're right. every Friday an episode's coming out. So you've got that that people are staying engaged longer. They're not gonna cancel. They're not gonna binge watch seven episodes right. and then cancel the subscription. No, I, I get that, but you still need in all that time where somebody sits down and says, I can get More through a one. full season yeah. of the boys in three days. But you're going, No, 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 we got eight episodes, so we got you for eight weeks. People go, Cool. I got three hours a night to watch this stuff. What are the other two shows? Mm-hmm. And then they go, uh, we don't have any. So they're either paying for content, you know, by buying stuff from other, you know, Universal or whoever, or they got to come up with some stuff and it's well, not as Amazon's good. Amazon's got an extra where you can, you know. Yeah, the Amazon there. Prime and the, Amazon and the ordering, Prime. that makes a difference because I would actually think about waiting till the season is done with something like The Boys. I would say, let's wait till it's done. I'll buy the subscription for a month, I'll binge, and then I'll cancel. But you've got the Amazon Prime that keeps you going. That keeps right. me going. That's yeah. that's why people will kind of hang on Even though Prime it. has been fucked up lately. Yeah, even though there's it's not no, a whole no, lot no two-day shipping and all that. I, but, that's true. But, you know, sorry I'm being such a contrarian tonight. What they're finding is that most of the people who have the Amazon Prime subscription have it for Prime. So they're not necessarily even watching stuff yeah. on there. That is true. I, I probably I would though I think I would I know because, you would but that's not yeah. having Amazon Prime is not going to keep their but getting back to Stranger going. Things let's talk about a little bit more Stranger Things you're not a fan you didn't like the do, first do, do, season do, 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 do. I am and you only, don't have that 80s nostalgia thing going I guess I have tons of 80s nostalgia that's, it's I like love, perfect 80s nostalgia the, the Adam Sandler movie The Wedding Singer hmm. when it's all set in the 80s I loved that okay. just for that but everybody you know was talking about. Stranger Things is so awesome. I didn't think the story was good. I didn't mm. like the actors. I didn't like I the characters. I loved everything about it, yeah. I didn't think the writing was good. I loved everything. And then after I found out some of the actors are fucking douches, I'm like, oh, that makes me so angry because I like that character. So, And they did a good job acting in that character. Like let, Hopper. Let me, com- 
let me compare it to Breaking Bad. Most of the character or most of the actors on that show, like Brian Cranston, hardcore lefty, can't stand him kind of thing. Um, there is not superb acting. There is not a single character in Breaking Bad that you root for. Everybody in that show is a bad person, you know, except for maybe his baby daughter because she's <laughs> two. Um, so everybody well, is son. in there, but I couldn't stop. Well, his son turns out to kind of be a piece of shit too, but. But it's a great show, and I there, have, and I couldn't stop watching it. I, I've watched it twice, binge watched it twice. There Saw the are, first episode, never seen. Anything I can't get since. I can't get him to watch Breaking Bad. I gotta say, I gotta Ozark. say, the first couple episodes didn't really grab me, but I got through them, and then I couldn't stop. Ozark, yeah. kind of the same way. Yeah, no, he will not get through these. Yeah, you. I know you well enough to know you'd like Ozark. I, if I like Justified, you're gonna go. I'd like. I'd like those. Right. He says it's too dark. Uh, my my problem my problem with shows like that is it's too. I need some fantasy in my in my programming because reality is so fucking dark that I need something escapism. No, and I, if it's like all dark and 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 nihilistic, I can't fucking do it. You know what I liked about? I mean, uh, Justified had some light moments too, but yes. it had some dark moments. Yes, it did. But one thing I liked about dark moments or the dark moments in Justified is sometimes you go. God, I hate that guy and someone should fucking kill him. Yeah. And then two episodes later, someone does and you're like, ooh. That's exactly it. The the Injustified, you know the good guy's going to win. In those, in Better Call Saul and uh, and Breaking Bad and movies like that, you're like, I don't think the good guy's going to win. Oh, see, Better Call Saul's a whole different kind of show. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, no, if you don't I, think the good I, I guy's going to win, it's like, do I need that in my I life I get it, right but now? you should watch Better Call Saul. But Breaking Bad is like, it's just dark. I get it. But and it's, Ozark. It's so, no, Ozark's got good guys in it. Okay. And Ozark's Are they going to win? But you don't think they're going to win. Ozark's got some people in it. You feel like just unjustified, need some killing, and they get some killing. Okay. But is it, uh, the good guy's going to win? Because I, if I've I seen feel the like whole the thing, good, I've seen the whole thing, so I know what's going on. Okay. But if I feel like, if I go into a movie going, okay, I think the good guy's going to win in the end, I'll watch it, even though there's some dark shit happening. But if I go, what are they doing here? Is is this going to is this going to be nihilistic? Is there going to be like nobody nobody wins in the end? Look, I, I can't watch that. You you will like Ozark. Okay, take Songbird's advice and get through it. There is a thing <laughs> that Ozark does at the beginning of each episode, and this is what makes the writing in the entire show so fucking brilliant. Is they show the logo, yes. the O, and then they split it into four four pieces, and you see four random items. Uh-huh. And they show up in the show. Oh, that's cool. And you're just like, uh-huh. oh. And that's you, cool. You're going to know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to give it away. Um, Marty, at one point, I think it's season two, gets something in the mail. And he's he's working for drug lords. You find that out in the beginning. He gets something in the mail that he takes it out and looks at it. And you go, that's fucking disturbing. That's disturbing. And the thing about his character, Marty, always is just sort of like, Huh. Okay. I mean, like people can be getting shot and murdered around him and he's like, all right, just stop talking for a minute so I can figure this out. He's just an amazing actor. He's it, it's so Is well that, written that, that way. That Bateman? Jason yeah. Bateman? Yeah, I like him. But about three episodes later, you find out this disturbing thing. You find the story behind it, and you go, that is way more disturbing <laughs> than me seeing it. And he was just looking at it like, give me a minute. i got to figure this out. Wow. You okay. know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. It, oh, wow. Okay. It's good. Okay. I mean, it. yes. I, and, you, you get where I'm coming from, though. Like, like I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't. 
I can't deal with real life. That's just the negativity of real life. And even then watch a show and go, are the bad guys going to win this? I can't. It's what? like watching slasher flicks. I can't do it. Did you, did you like Unforgiven? The movie Unforgiven? Yes. Okay. My dad, who's a huge Clint Eastwood fan, did not like Unforgiven. And I said, why not? He goes, he's used to the Dirty Harry movies. Dirty Harry's the good guy. He murders all the bad guys. And in that movie, William Money was a bad guy. William Money was a bad guy. Yeah, he killed women and children. Breaking Bad is Unforgiven. Okay. Where you just go, they're all bad people, but I like that guy killing that bad guy. Okay, okay. You know. But what you can try to make better about Breaking Bad is he didn't start off as a bad person. He is responding to his environment. Yeah. And to the shitty and things that are happening well, to and him. And the other thing, the other thing I think you can take out of that show is go, is he is he not a bad person he's responding or is he a bad person? He is morally deficient in many areas. <laughs> Um, like a good person wouldn't have gone down the route correct. he's gone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Saying. For sure. Uh, but you really do try to find right. some, some. Back to Stranger Things, things real quick. Like we got to finish this off. Um, Look, we might as well just plan to break this into two episodes. We're going to have to at this point. <laughs> I, and I have like four more stories to talk yeah. about. But this season has been and they're they're doing something different this season they're breaking into two like three it, well there's like three different stories no no but on. they're breaking it into two like you can you can binge watch the first eight mm-hmm. episodes and then there's a break and then july there's going to be another whatever episodes to wrap it up not a bad idea i think they need to start doing stuff like that because the binge watching is not a good um it's not just not good mark yeah. it's not good for them as a business but um it 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 carry through really well and i what i like about the netflix model having eight episodes or whatever or six or eight episodes i think bbc does six isn't that what they do i don't know like did you watch um sherlock no it was good and it was like six six episodes and they were like an hour and a half long so each each episode was like a little mini movie um i i like that better i think because the 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 pacing is so much better there's less less fluff now there was fluff in the season of stranger things like there was, there's, there's side stories and, you know, and all mm-hmm. going on. And one of the side stories was it, 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 it played out way too long. It could have been handled in one episode. It took mm-hmm. three fucking episodes to play it out. So that's a little bit of a problem. Instead of eight episodes, it should have probably been six episodes. <laughs> you know, what I, I think it was seven episodes. All right. It should have been cut down by two episodes. So they do have to stretch it a little bit. But can you imagine like the old days when they were making these seasons 20 something episodes 23 episodes long but they were good no some of them are like get to the fucking point it's almost like a soap opera at this point you're like we know where this inevitable conclusion is going to be fucking get there but i don't think there were necessarily serials like when i was a kid the first show i remember watching like every week even with my parents was hill street blues mm-hmm and it was like, or ER was like this. It wasn't necessarily like they okay, had we small ended story here, arcs. No. and then we're on to the next one. They had the self. The, well, the, it's like SVU. The characters you continue. They had their, about yeah. the characters. Yeah, they had their maybe, arcs. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was character arcs, but the storyline itself was self-sustained in one episode, or sometimes maybe there was a little bit of an arc, like yeah, a one there or might two be or three. like three or four. Or something but like but that. It, but these ones that have actual arcs, like season arcs, like the beginning to end, it's like they can't be that long. But they, they weren't. They never were. No, they, and I don't like that though. I didn't like. I didn't care for the 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 Hill Street Blues. If I went back and tried to watch something like that, I'd be, I'd be like, nope, done. Can't oh, do I it. love the characters on it so much. So, but let me ask you this. So, what about specifically the fr- and 
Look, we can say spoilers, but if you haven't seen the first season of Stranger Things by now, too bad. Um, what about that sucked you in? Because there wasn't a single second in it, there where I went, oh, okay. It this felt is exactly, exactly like when I was a kid and I was when VHS was a thing and the laser discs were starting to come into play. I had a relative that had a laser disc player and had like a bunch of laser discs. Well, this was in the 80s. And like you'd be like, oh, this movie, this movie, I okay, I, I Carl, miss this. Just, just, just tell them it was Dungeons and Dragons. Listen, that okay. was his childhood you right there. They even lost me on that. Part. Okay, on top of that, on top of the the eighties nostalgia, I mean, that was his childhood. Eighties movies, just like that, they've got the eighties movie nostalgia down. They've got the like even from the opening credits on, it feels like a John Carpenter movie. You know, like it feels the, there's nostalgia. That that is is working on this. I get it. This manipulating me. Okay. Let now, me. I and go I'm ahead. gonna chime in. So I knew people loved Stranger Things, and on Facebook, all of my high school friends were like, "Oh my gosh, Stranger Things!" So that's why I started watching it. I did not love it. Um, I did think that the acting was cheesy. Um, Thank I really, you. I did struggle with Winona Ryder's acting, she was, and I was she's, like, she's, she's hit and miss. Um, Renata. She's, it, she's it, never hit. It, it it took her a while to get back on track. Um, season two, she did better. The kid who plays um, Dustin is a good actor, I think, with the missing teeth. I think the guy who plays Hopper, even though he's a liberal douche, is a good actor. I, I it, it took 100% me, disagree. I, I did not like... Like I, I watched the first couple episodes. I couldn't get into it. I stopped watching it for a long time. And then season two came out. And people were like, yay, season two. And I was like, really? People love this show. So then I tried it again, starting from season one, episode one. Season two is great. And just, I I forced myself to watch it. And then just by forcing myself. The characters grew on you. The characters grew on me. And then I kind of just settled into it. And then it did get better. But um, the special effects are great too. On my own, if I the didn't monsters have, are great. If I didn't have outside influence, if I didn't have you know Facebook friends always talking about it, and you know, well, you brought up this D and D aspect too. I want to bring. I, this I don't really think quick. I would have watched it if it wasn't so popular. We were, we watched the same episode uh, this finals this this latest season where one of the characters um, talks to like to two guys. One guy runs a D and D club. And they're called the Hellfire Club. That's what he calls it. And all the nerds are playing in the D&D. And he's like this leather jacket wearing guy with a lot of rings on his hand, long hair, kind of freak. And he, at one point, talks to another main character that's been around since season one, who's a real charismatic dude. But he's like an all-American jock guy with great hair. And he's telling him, he's like, he's like, I never thought I'd like you because you're, you know, you're the kind of guy I hate. But she seemed to be a decent dude. And this girl that's been basically pining after you she fucking loves you and you can't see this now he doesn't say it like that he like says and, she, and, and but but somber goes <sighs> i mean nobody talks like that the a, way he a said guy, it a guy would not say that to another now guy. the way i said it was not how he said it he said it like a lot more like eloquent not even eloquently it was like more flowery and she goes a guy wouldn't say like speak like that and they go yeah but he he's a dm that runs D&D, he would speak exactly that way. I'm hearing, goes, I'm hearing the comic book guy from The Simpsons in yeah, my head. But, but, but <laughs> she goes, she goes, oh, yeah, you know what? That makes sense now because he is, it's almost like he's prepared that kind of way of speaking to somebody through D&D. And she goes, that doesn't sound like a normal person. He's like, yeah, because he's not a normal person. <laughs> he GMs D&D. <laughs> but it was, 
was just, it was such a weird thing for him to say. Yeah, to and you're like, guy. oh, that didn't seem like, authentic. And you go, it was <laughs> super authentic. <laughs> okay. Here's how big a nerd I am. Okay. When it came to that show. And it was one of the points where they lost me. I, I mean, again, I've said before, there's not a character in there I liked. I didn't like the story. I thought the writing was stupid. You know, I I didn't get into the whole sci-fi part of making Eleven. Isn't that her name? Yeah. Like some super powerful. Yeah, I love that too. I didn't care. I love all of that. I, you know, the whole monster thing at the end was just like, eh. And, uh, but. <laughs> Is it a Demi Gorgon? Demi Gorgon. Demi Gorgon. <laughs> Dima Gorgon. Here's where they lost me, and this is how big a D&D nerd I was in high school. Um, I knew the monster manuals and everything. Demogorgon is like one of the most powerful creatures in the entire book, right? In in the pantheon of terrible things that can happen to you in D&D. I'm going to have to take these. Demogorgon, Demogorgon's uh, up there. I mean, okay. I, if somebody said, um, the picture like the three worst ways to die the D&D manifestations of those would be like Demogorgon's number two. It'd be like burning, would be one. burning my, to death or drowning or something like that. My mom did not let me get anywhere near D&D when I was growing up. It was, we'll uh, have to bust we'll it out for Anyway. That, that was unchristian. At one point, they were like, okay, and then you face Demogorgon. And my brain went, nope. Yeah, but they just called it that because I, that's their frame of reference. I know, but that's just, it was, that was, that was how big okay, a nerd so I was bigoted. that I just. All right. You're just nerd, nerdily bigoted. <laughs> Yes, I was a I was a nerd gatekeeper. I, I like the point. fact that they that they that they're just like they're trying to rationalize what's happening by by explaining a wave through fantasy. Like we play D anD D, and this thing seems like a demogorgon, and that's what we're going to call it. I, I like that they're doing they do it in every season, really, and and I I, I like that. I, I, well, I mean, it, and and it has brought a lot more people into playing D anD D. And this season, they brought up the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. You know, they talked about it. And how, that was where I could relate to it. Yeah, because, because because these guys, they had T-shirts made. They said, we're part of the Hellfire Club. Well, as soon as shit starts going down in that town, they're like, you're satanic cultists. You guys are murdering these people. And it, it was cool because it did bring in that, too. I, yeah. I think it's really well done. The special effects are great. Uh, there is some, you know, obviously there's going to be stuff that's wrong. Like I said, the the they really played out this this the side story oh, aspect yeah. like way too long i i kept um, saying oh my gosh yeah there's there's certain storylines where yes. if you don't like the character you're not gonna like the storyline if you don't like the cop you're not gonna like that storyline if you don't like a one writer you won't like that storyline if you don't like the person who plays l 11 that storyline gets boring uh but there's like three or four different storylines going and they keep jumping back between them and part of it you're going to be into and part of it eh, maybe not the so main much storyline is very interesting and then the other two that kind of spawn off are i get i got a little bit tired of those yeah. other two but then but... at one point she got bored with the l storyline the 11 storyline yeah that's one of the two this that season she off. was like i'm so i'm getting really bored with this but then towards the end she's like oh my god is this what's going on oh yeah. shit oh boy uh-huh. and then she started getting back into it because they started kind of they're very good at it's not like there's the storylines wrapped together they make sense they're they're plotting them out from beginning to end which i like it's not like jj abrams it's well, not like a J.J. Abrams movie or, or show where he's got a great idea and he follows along to the point where you're like, this is getting really fucking good. And he does. He flubs the ending. He doesn't know how to end it. Well, I'll I'll just finish my argument against Stranger Things with these two things. One, when has Winona Ryder ever been good True. acting? She is really kind of not a good actor. She's terrible. She's absolutely terrible. Even in this season, she's been really bad. 
Go back and watch. The oh. only one I didn't ever see was Girl Interrupted, which is supposed to supposedly a good movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I've seen most of the Winona Ryder movies. She's a terrible actress. But, and that's sort of my joking point here. My real one is when it comes to anything like this, you know, and Steven Crowder brought this up talking about beauty standards and people. They'll say like, you know, oh, we have these contrived beauty standards. And it's the same way with like a TV show you like. There's something about it that makes you go, no, I like that. It's not like someone told you, no, these are the shows you're supposed to like. This is the body type you're supposed to be attracted to. This is, you know, you just go, I like what I like, mm-hmm. you know? So I've never had a problem with gay people being gay. It's like, hey, if that works for you, cool. That's your thing. It's not for me. And so Stranger Things is the same way. There's some people who just go, this is the best show ever. And I'm like going, I, I don't see it. I just mm-hmm. don't see it. It's too bad. It's funny because we do like a lot of the same shows. So it's, I thought you I thought for sure that'd be one you'd be into. Yeah, you have you have uh, turned me on to some of the best sh- Justified, which is the best show I've ever seen, ever. Um, yeah, I mean, you, does it get better? After she's, she watched one? like three episodes and she doesn't. Get, yeah, it, it kind of. I rewatched the first three episodes, kind of trying to get somber into it, saying, "I'll watch it with you," and. First three episodes Cheesy. are they're fun, but they're they're it is kind they, of a it is kind first of first seasons have to show. hit their stride though, no, but but they have to hit their stride. It takes a while for a for a and that's episode, what I kept, series like that. That's to hit what stride. he said to me. It's got to hit its stride, and that's what I kept thinking uh, with Stranger Things and with a lot of these shows. It's almost like the first season they got to find their stride. But you, you watched all of Breaking Bad, right? Yes. Okay. Do you remember that I think caught me right away at the end of season one? There's like a there's like a moment where he and what's um. What's the kid's name? Jesse. Jesse. He and Jesse are in a situation with a couple of people, mm-hmm. and you're like, they are not getting out of this. I mean, yeah. And you're like, as soon as that person recognizes that these two are the guy who is involved with this person, they're dead. There's no way they're getting out. And I had a moment where I was going, and this happens to me in some of the Jack Reacher books sometimes, too. You're going, there is no way they're going to, this is not going to happen. They can't get out of this. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and your rational brain is going, they're five seasons of the show after this yeah you know of course they're getting out of this but when you have those two sides of your brain arguing yeah over a thing that can't be argued over there are six more seasons they will get out of this and you're going there's no fucking way justified has a lot of moments like that you're like i like this character raylan givens he's flawed but he's gonna die right here Mm. there's no way out of this and then happens you're like damn and it wasn't ridiculous. It's like, it okay, wasn't ridiculous. It You're like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I there were little things in there. Like there's a guy who's got a, not a gun on him, but he's holding a gun down to the side. Mm. And they, they have these asymmetric ways of writing. And the guy's like, he's obviously threatening Raylan with his gun. You know, like I can do this. And Raylan goes, yeah, don't try that. He goes, I'm going to draw my gun, shoot you and put it away before. And the guy doesn't. Do the TV thing where he goes, we'll see, or whatever. He just goes, serious? Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's so confident. He's like, yeah. I think he might be right. Yeah. Well, and there was a guy who had a gun on him at one point or something like that. And he's like, and he goes, uh, you can't draw on time. He goes, well, sometimes, you know, when you go like that, and he does it quick. And he goes, <laughs> she saw that episode. Yeah. You get hung up on that. He goes, you won't only get hung yeah. up on the whole string. Yeah. Is the safety on? Did you put the safety on when you pulled it? There's a chance, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would just say that. Walt Goggins. Oh yeah, see, we don't. Is, she hasn't gotten far enough. He's one of the best actors yeah. I've ever seen. He he's he's in the first episode, but then he gets shot at one point, and then he's like 
recuperating. And so they have a string of episodes that are like not involving him as a character. And when he comes back, he was in the first. Yeah, yeah, he was the guy that had that blew up the church with the with the uh, shoulder mounted oh, rocket oh. said fire in the hole. Yeah. Okay, but but he becomes such a different character okay. because that was just one aspect of his character where he comes back and he like he just is such a great foil for but, for uh, for the char- for the main character. But there's writing in that show where like you know uh, Raylan comes to him at one point I think it's like season six or something that says uh, yeah boy I'm gonna need you to come with me to Lexington. And he goes, yeah, Raylan, I don't really feel like going with you. And he goes, yeah, that was my mistake. I phrased that like a question. <laughs> He's like, get in the car. You know, I mean, just stuff. I mean, those little things like that. And the thing that impressed me even more is I think it was like season four. They were they had this part at the beginning where the cast is like reading these things from Elmore Leonard, like going, oh, this writing is amazing. I read the it's Elmore, not Leonard, Elmore books. Leonard. They're not that nope. good. There are points in those books that are good, but you're like. The guys writing the show did this better. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. In the Elmore Leonard stuff in the first episode, Boyd dies. It's Yeah, it's very short. Okay. It's When they say at the beginning, based on the story Fire in the Hole, it's a short story. They got six seasons. Out of that. Out of a short story. Those guys on the show. And all the characters, yeah. Are fantastic writers. But the part, it's stuff like, and you spoiled this for me. It wasn't really a spoiler. But again, another piece that I liked is it just the way they treat this hero. I like flawed heroes. I've always hated James Bond. I mean, I'd hated him, but I, it was so like out there. He's always got something to get out of anything. I love the stuff like in the terrible second Indiana Jones movie, you know, where he, after he's fought the guy with the sword and the first one by shooting him, Oh yeah, yeah. the he's on the bridge and the two guys run or these swordsmen run at him and he just sort of laughs like <laughs> reaches for his gun and it's not there. <laughs> That's the moment where I fall in love with a hero. And well, and even the the actors who play James Bond hate playing James Bond because you have to just pre- act cool. Like you're so awesome. Like yeah. you're so awesome. Like and it's not even yeah. it's, like you, have you no, can't really act. Oh, and you're not sweating shit. Everything's yeah. so fucking you're so cool, you can deal with anything. It's like they have to try to be so cool doing everything that it's stressful and it's not fun. Well, there's a point and you told me about this before I ever watched the show, so I'm going to ruin it for you, but it doesn't ruin anything. He's in a bar at one point. Which oh, okay. In Justified. And he's drinking and a couple of guys are popping off and he's just like you know, we're going to take this outside. So he goes outside with these two guys. And you're like, yeah, here's a part where the hero beats up the two guys. He gets his ass kicked oh. to the point where the bar owner comes out with a shotgun and goes, Leave he's alone, had yeah. enough. <laughs> I mean, they are going to beat him to death. Okay. Right. So he shows up again the next night because one of the guys has got his hat on and he shows up and the guys see him. And it's like this, t- this tense moment. He puts his hands up. He goes, I just want my hat back. <laughs> He's like, I don't want any trouble. I just, I mean, it was like, look, tail between my legs. You kick my ass. I just want my hat back. And I think the bartender even goes, give him his hat. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff yeah, it's like that. Cool. Going, yeah. Okay. That's good. Believable. It's like super believable yeah. to see him. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, it, there's a real brief moment where one of the guys like, uh, it's just the color they put in uh, Tim, the one of the other um, marshals. The, yeah, he's a former military guy, sharpshooter. Yeah, I mean, you don't find that out until later, but one of the FBI guys is like, are, he's trying to get questions out of him, and he's obviously obstructing him because they hate the FBI, mm. U.S. Marshal Service. And the guy just looks at him and goes, are you just stupid? Or are you trying to be obstructive? And he goes, I don't know. He goes, I am pretty stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Yeah. So most of the characters in that show are great. But I don't know. This, back to Stranger Things. I think, I think there's... There's besides one owner writer. All right, she's not 
the greatest. But there are actors like I know you disagree with the guy who plays the cop Hopper, and I don't like the actor. I don't. I mean, I don't like the, the as personally. I don't like him. I think he's a piece of shit. But as a, as an actor in that job, he does a, a perfect job being that character. Yeah. Uh, Miley or whatever her name Bobby. What's her name? Millie Miley, Bobby. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, plays Eleven. Does yeah. a good job. The, yeah. the 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 teenage kids are all good. The one kid that was supposed to be like a one shot kind of bully kind of guy with the good hair, um, you know, I was talking about him. The the D and D guy I was talking about. Yeah. Like I should hate you. That guy is is so charismatic. He's such a good actor and so charismatic. You just really want him to succeed. Yeah, and the they, character just wasn't believable for me. And they make him like be the babysitter throughout the whole thing, and it becomes a thing. He's like, "Why am I always watching the kids?" <laughs> it's like, it's, I like that character. So, like, you you actually start empathizing with everybody and and, and getting worried for them yeah. in this show because you don't know what's going to happen. Because I think they have killed off a couple characters that you didn't expect them to kill off. See, like I. I remember seeing that guy who plays Hopper. I think he was in Face Off with uh, John Travolta. I don't remember that. I think he was part of uh, Nick Cage's huh. crew, the bad no, guy crew. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, because, uh, spoiler, they switch faces. Yeah. But anyway, I think he was in that, or he's been in movies like that, and I'm like, he's actually a pretty decent actor. I saw him in this, and I was like, he's a horseshit actor. Huh. And then I saw the the um, Scarlett Johansson um Black Widow. Black movie. Widow. He's in that. Yeah. He's great in that movie. Okay. Well, then, if you thought he was great in that, I don't get how you think he's so bad in, in Stranger just, Things. Uh, Other than the fact that you're down, wrong, like you're wrong about Dan Crenshaw. But it comes down to. <laughs> I know you hate him. It comes down to. I I just think of the Steven Crowder thing again, and I have a I have a buddy from high school. He and I always talk about this. We know each other so long that. We could go out to a bar and see two women across the bar, and he'll be like, you like her, and you don't think she's attractive. And I'll be like, bingo. Hmm. And you'll just be like looking at each other like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you see. Okay. And you just you look and go, how huh. can you look at her and not say? And you're like, I can see how other people, might, but I don't know. Hmm. You know? Oh, I guess. So I, mean, I think it really just comes down to that. You just yeah. look at it. My wife keeps saying, I want you to drink wine with me. I think there like, might be a, I don't like, I think I don't there like might wine. be a personal reason that I can't get into on this podcast that you don't like the actor. You don't like the character, a uh, hopper, but it, but it, uh, but it's something that it's personal. We can't get into because it would give away our, our real identities. <laughs> you make it, you make it sound so scandalous. It's, it's not scandalous. It's but pretty it's vanilla. It's vanilla, but it would and be I something know, that would, I know what you mean, but no, I no? I disagree. I know. Somber's like, tell me. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crow is saying he thinks he's told me something to poison the well yes. against this guy as an actor. Yeah, and I'm like, and I thought it would make it that cool, I, and no. he's like, no, that's fucking gay. And nothing. That's to do that's with so gay. I don't think gay was the word. <laughs> you said he's such a faggot. I don't think that was a word. Say I that either. either. Okay. I said I think he's a terrible actor. Now, since we've gone so so over on this at this point, let's let's do one more one more subject just to make it so we can actually split it into two all right because yeah. we're at right now we're at one hour and 40 minutes well we've been gone a long time so it won't hurt us yeah. to put two episodes one up. one last thing uh so you know uh the world economic forum is going on right now in davos mm -hmm. and the the people say oh it's this kind of silly kind of thing that the all these world leaders and these tech giants and these politicians and these business leaders go to and nothing really happens it's just a big like a, a big it's a, you know they pretend like it's this thing where they figure out how to control the world 
But the kind of shit that they do that that's getting out and they talk about, it's like it's super creepy. And I want to get into it a little bit, if you don't mind. Let's do it. No, go ahead. But I just want to preface this by saying I think this stuff has always gone on. Well, since 19 something or other. But in one way or another, this has always gone on. Uh, There are always very powerful people. Cabals. Trying to run the way people do yeah. stuff. Now, and, now, how successful they are is one thing. Yeah. Because of capitalism, it always works out differently. Yeah. And the, a great example is gold. Why is gold valuable? Yeah, there's no reason. Because people say it is. Yeah. And you can get to it's a point. It's actually become a little bit more useful than initially. Right, but you can uh, you can say things like, uh, well, you know, they're going to make it so you can't do this, that, or the other thing. People will find a way around that. They always do. Well, really quick, uh, the top 10 creepiest and most dystopian things pushed by the World Economic Forum. So we're going to just go through them real quick and bullet point kind of talk about them. So number 10, um, so penetrating governments. So we're talking about people like Klaus Schraub. And, Why do you uh, wink when you say penetrating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the fucker that uh, is fucking with everybody's economies all the time? Soros. George Soros. But we can't talk about George Soros because we'd be anti-Semitic. Even though he's not a practicing Jew. He's just, you know, Jewish in name only. I he's guess. Jewish like Jerry Seinfeld's Jewish. Um, yeah. So, so they. I mean, that's number 10 is that basically they're just trying to get their members and their influence in every government. I get it. That's kind of like the whole point of it is like we want to make sure we understand they, their their point is in the, in the economic form is to say, okay, we want to forecast what's happening and we want to prepare for it. That's the benign excuse of them getting together. But what they're doing really is penetrating their members and their ideologies into different governments to, to put their to, to put forth their agendas. You saw it. He winked again. Yeah. <laughs> and um, did you see his uh, hand motions? Yeah, I know. He's like thrusting. <laughs> <laughs> so and oh, very call back to very our sexual. Call back to our uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, conversation. He was remembering it just like that. <laughs> so he's telling <laughs> the truth. So number nine can hold on. Oh, just sorry, on, okay. on that one. I was one, trying to go too fast. Just on that one. You know, that's one of the things I loved about Trump when they said, you know, they're like, well, you donated all these people. He goes, yeah, I donated those people. He says, because when they answer the, when I call, I want him to answer the phone. Yeah. So he's I just, want, up, he wants influence. It's just up front. I and mean, so by you, people that have money want to use that money to garner influence. Anybody who makes money will want to use some of that money to garner influence somehow in their life. My point is to the capitalism thing I was saying, it doesn't need to be money. Yeah. It's just currency, whatever that currency is. Yeah. So number nine, controlling minds using sound waves. So in 2018, one of the topics of discussion at the World Economic Forum was mind control using sound waves. That was actually one of the topics. Um, and that's the title of the forum. <laughs> they, there's, that's what it was called. Mind control using sound waves. That's the exact words. Uh, in the article, the technology is touted as a possible treatment for Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. However, the article also states that it can cure you. It can get you addicted. It can kill you. It can also be used to completely control a person's mind remotely. And they go into that. So they... They bring up these nefarious things like, no, we just want to be prepared for this if it happens. But it's like, no, how do we do this? <laughs> how do we make this happen? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's like that people who stare at goats movie. Yeah. I mean, they're just like they're convinced that uh, they can make it happen. Number eight, pills that can ch- contain microchips. Uh, it sounds far-fetched, but again, that's another thing that they talked about. Um, um, taking a pill that will make a microchip attached to your body permanently. Now that one, who was the guy um, that we're talking about 
was it uh, Brandon Stryker or whatever, the walk-away guy? Yeah, Brandon Stroke. Stroke. Yeah, he got, am I confusing this? He got picked up with the January 6th thing. Yeah. And he, they basically came in and said, hey, you know, you're being arrested and yeah, processed. Yeah, you fomented and, this, basically. Yeah. Um, here, we're giving you this shot. Yeah. You know, it's for your own protection. Going in, He's like, uh, what's what in it? This? And they go, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's just that kind of stuff. They can, you know, they can take you and put you in a facility somewhere and do whatever the fuck they want to do So they're do talking about this kind of technology could easily open the door to all kinds of nefarious applications. Since then... Um, COVID put Pfizer in a position of power never before seen in a pharmaceutical company. Um, so making these pharmaceuticals have this kind of power and then be able to do something like this is scary. I mean, yeah, we don't know enough about it to be like, well, this is what's happening. That's one that does scare me. But, okay. you know, I do think that's one of the things where COVID, as bad as it was, is going to turn out to be a good thing. There are some people and it, it rolled right into the school board thing where COVID has made a lot of people not trust the government. Yeah. Well, but then you hear the latest that people that were double boosted are getting COVID at a higher rate than anybody that was not boosted, that was not uh, inoculated. Or anything. I'm sorry. I'm going to fact check that. Independent fact checkers have found that to not oh, be sure, true. And so sure, you're sure. going to have to delete totally that part of the you. podcast. This one I'm not going to get into much. Uh, number seven, praising massive lockdowns. Of course, they love that. Yeah. Because you know, control. They want to control what happens. Well, seeing how the lock, lockdowns actually control people, that's a good thing. Is it them. wrong that I love lockdowns because then I can just be my indoor travert? Indoorvert. Intro. Indoor in, introvert. No, 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 no. I said it wrong. Indoorvert. Yeah. That I truly am. Yeah, and you, I. Uh, Songbird just... is an introvert, and so you know the funny thing is, you can do that anyway. Yeah. I, and I have, I have adjusted my lifestyle to be an indoorvert, but to be forced to do it doesn't bother me. By the way, have you? You know, all these people who are pro lockdown and stuff it's for your freedom or for your safety and they say fuck your freedom i'm worried about safety have you said to anyone because i've started doing this fuck your safety yeah it's amazing to see their reaction yeah. no i have not they're just like <laughs> i just said fuck your grandma but that came out kind of weird it does it doesn't work like fuck your safety <laughs> but when they always come out and say you're gonna kill grandma my grandma i'm like fuck your grandma i don't care it, i've said it makes it worse when you do the thrusting at the same time too and, and I'm a little this bit is an audio you're not supposed to talk about it right you do it kind of slow with that menacing look it's like a face. power thrust <laughs> it's the power thrust the bottom all right whatever but i said a long time ago i did say to some people i've said to people when they go you're gonna kill my grandma i'm like i never liked her <laughs> there you go perfect just, that's better than saying fuck your just grandma look you're right people's faces. that just doesn't come off right yeah but it is amazing to me that people are shocked that you don't care about their safety yeah i don't it's your own business it's not mine we're gonna skip ahead to number five pushing for the great reset so they're all about the great reset which is like a financial like a start over but the the point is it, it's not it's not great like people said it's going to put the elites in control and everybody else middle class on down is going to be you yeah, know not owning anything and loving it eating bugs living in the pods i just i read a lot of stuff about that and half of it i go okay yeah that's a little scary and the other half i'm like that's never going to happen no no 
I get it. It won't happen how they want it to happen. But the fact that they're pushing for it fucks with everything. It fucks with everything. Well, it makes and, things difficult for everybody. And and they're pushing for it because it doesn't affect them. Right. That's what. That's the problem. They're like, we can cause all this strife. We can make all these. But it's all temporary. It's like Obama talked about. And nobody talks about this anymore. How he's like, I, my, our Green New Deal my my green energy deal it's gonna necessarily skyrocket gas prices it has to and so what that'll just happen yeah. and they're like well what about what about buy an the, electric car yeah what about yeah what's the electric cars you're like you're gonna fuck everything up in the economy everything everything is gonna be more expensive for everybody that's not rich except mm-hmm. people like you you motherfucker well yeah. crow and i were talking about this the other day um you know they're they want everyone to just live in clusters you know stacked on top of each yeah. other we have plenty of room in the world for people but they don't want that but spread the, out they want the, people to live like sardines but the elites i mean they can afford to live far away segregated yeah. segregated with gates uh with armed guards like they don't have to live in this environment no i i totally i get that so why you know they, well it's all they it's, can push and, it. and you can control people more because they're way more dependent on on government on the elites yeah. if you're packed together like that and, because and keeping you, them you all can't, in a yeah because if, if the if the if anything goes wrong in that ecosystem chaos and and the people that suffer from that chaos are the people on the ground from mm-hmm. from the rioting and the and the and whatever happens and the starvation that mm-hmm. happens they will suffer so they are invested in making that system keep running because if it breaks down the people within that system are going to be within chaos and fucked Especially mm-hmm. if you have a family. But I agree, but there are some things in this that give me some comfort too. And uh, the, you know, you've heard that joke about, you know, oh well, if the zombie apocalypse comes, it's all the people in the big cities that are going to go first. And and uh, you know, they'll say the people who go, oh yeah, well, uh, maybe we do need. You know, people on the left will say maybe we do need a civil war and reset this whole thing. And people on the right go, fuck, we got all the guns. You know, uh, Matt Walsh was on Clay and Buck's show. Hmm. And they were talking about, you know, we may be headed, Tim Poole talked about this a long, long time ago, to two separate economies where people start going, what does this company believe? And Matt, that amicable divorce, basically. Matt brought that up. He goes, you know, you've got ESPN, which is a woke sports and company. Aware. And you've got, no, he goes, then you've got Outkick, which oh. is a, you know, conservative sports company. And he goes, you've got Fox News, you've got CNN, you've got all this stuff. And I start thinking, who are most of the people who can fix things? build a house, do all that stuff there for the most part, those people are not voting Democrat. Yeah. So if we start going down that road and you start saying, well, I need a plumber and the plumber goes, who'd you vote for? It happened with those gun shops where the, you know, people had come in to buy guns or ammunition. The guy goes, who'd you vote for? Biden, get out. <laughs> and they were like, what? You can't just do that. He goes, fuck sure if I can yeah. get out. He goes, yeah, we don't get government money. Yeah. We discriminate based on <laughs> politics. Get out. So I, I there's some, Again, just like all this stuff in Davos, half of it makes me go, oh, it's a little scary. And another part makes me go, ah. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm with you there. And Bill Gates is a great example. He, what he wants to do with... Um, Agriculture? With, no. Oh. What he wants to do with vaccinations and all that stuff and population That's control, creepy. that freaks me out. Okay. His but whole that... thing with agriculture, people are like... Oh, he's buying all this farmland. He's the largest farm. He does it for the tax write-off. But, but let me let me say maybe, maybe. Um, but, but you've got... If he's doing this and you can attribute nefarious purposes to this or not, who knows? But if China's doing it 
for fucking right. nefarious purposes, China guaranteed. Then why can't you just China. go? Why can't you just go? Maybe he is also doing it for nefarious purposes. Because if they're doing it for nefarious purposes, he could be too. Everybody, we need a, a because drink every time he says nefarious. <laughs> I just like that word <laughs> because it's you know me. I'm a big Occam's Razor guy. Yeah. The yeah. The easiest explanation is the best one. Yeah. Usually the usually the right one. And if you go, I remember seeing this uh, at one point. They were talking about John Bon Jovi was one of the biggest agricultural landowners in <laughs> in really? New Jersey because he needed the tax write off. Okay. I I I get it. I, I'm just not gonna because. He seems like Bill Gates is such a bad guy. He really does. Well, he is. Um, I do. I don't think, think he's a bad guy. Need, I think he's a stupid guy. I think you guys Book need smart, to uh, bring in a new drinking game oh, with boy. your podcast. Oh, God. How we many did. times I say a word? I, I, yes. We, How many times? Um, we never make so, it so the listeners, anytime you say, <laughs> so you need to have a word. Pick a word of That's the of the podcast, and then every time you say it, usually then, crow. Then the listeners have I to I find take a, a word shot. I like and I stick with it for a while, yeah. And we just, better not do it how many times I say um. Well, okay. It, it's well, got to be something. <laughs> it's got to be something. And okay. then see if your uh, listeners would be, are drunk I, I like at the it. End. I like it. Let's people put a pin. Be, in, let's put a pin in that somber. People would be dead 5 minutes in if we did it how many <laughs> times. But let's let's say, finish um. this real quick. We're at number 4. Uh recalibrating freedom of speech. So they're talking about That does work. Yeah, me. that's scary. An easy way to identify world leaders who are groomed by the WEF is through their incessant railing against free speech. They absolutely hate it, and they're constantly calling for the internet to be censored and highly regulated. At the 2022 Davos meeting, Australian e-safety commissioner Julie Inman Grant stated that we need a recalibration of free speech. We're fine. Here's Here's what she says. We are finding ourselves in a place where we have increasing polarization everywhere, and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are played out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to be free from online violence. So she's essentially calling for censorship. That's censor. She wants censorship. And it's based on uh, arbitrary, like who's in, who's in power. This, and it, and it is it is like a a pure doc a pure um, democracy standpoint saying, so if we vote to say this is bad, anybody who's forty nine percent that says that that no that's okay, fuck you, you're done. People will say this is a bad analogy. I like it, so I'm going to use it. Uh, people who say you can't, you have to be protected from online violence. Uh, speech is violence. Is the same as a person who walks past the end of a shooting range and goes, I should be free from being shot. Yeah. And you walked into it. Yeah. Speech is violent. And you know what? Not only is speech violence at this point, they've got to the point where not saying something is violent. Yeah. Like if you don't speak up, you're perpetrating violence. It's fucking crazy. There. One thing that's very encouraging is a lot of younger generation kids, like my kids age, maybe the generation before them are, tuning out of the social media stuff they're just going to like tiktok and they go i just want it for silly stuff they don't want to get into the politics of it they're just like it's stupid which i think would be awesome uh another one number three they're tracking your clothes what? Hear this? uh they announced a coming the coming of clothing laced with digital passports that can be traced at all times backed by microsoft of course these garments will apparently flood the market by 2025 so they have RFID, NFC, and QR codes like built into them. <laughs> yeah, so, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, 
number two, what smart- they what they would do with that information, I have no yeah. idea. Number two, smartphones will be in your body by 2030. So at the 2020 Davos meeting, uh, Nokia CEO Pekka Lundmark claimed that by 2030, smartphones will be implanted directly into the body. This will coincide with the coming G or 6G technology, which is expected to be launched by the end of the decade. And, you know, G5 is, uh, you know, that's not at all anything to worry about. Oh, no. Or uh, uh, not G5. Uh, 5G. 5G. Uh, you know, there's, there's nothing to be worried about all these... Um, signals and particles flying through the yeah, air and, no. and, and, and irradiating your body when the yeah, phone no. is processing. <laughs> well, you know, I I was watching a Jordan Peterson thing where he was talking about just our access to information. And he says, our brains aren't designed to be this plugged in all yeah. the time. We're just, we can't, we can't take all this stuff. Yeah. So you need time to unplug. So I think it's going to be real interesting when you see stuff like, you know, Elon Musk's neural net, when they're talking about they'll put it in your head and they can beam internet right into it. How many of those people will just go insane? Well, but, but that's the push for transhumanism. Right. That's, that, that's yes. the push to make us more than what we are, saying get, well, our, our, our brain will function right. better with this technology and we will learn to adapt to it, especially if we start young. Yeah. If we get these young kids plugged in early, like immediately, like as their brains, like, building those blocks they will be built to function in this kind of society well i've started reading a bunch of the um the stoics like marcus aurelius and epictetus and stoicism is great you know uh gad sad yeah he was on uh rogan's show again and he was he said there was uh he wrote a book about you know some of these principles and he was talking about why marcus aurelius was so transformational and it is really awesome to read his stuff. But he said, um, a friend of his asked him, why do you even write books on this stuff? The Greeks had it figured out 2,500 years ago. And he goes, every time I would come up with a thought, I'd go back and find this fucker Epictetus had already come up with it. <laughs> and so what he said was, the Greeks understood human nature. And it hasn't changed. And I don't think, no matter how much tech you put in our physiology, I don't think the way our brain functions can change. Hmm. You can swap out the hard drive in an old computer as much as you want. There's only so much you can make it do. I think we can make ourselves stronger. I think we can do that stuff. But there are certainly going to be limits. And I think there's going to be a point where people just go nuts putting all this stuff in. Yeah, I think there will be some sort of weird technology-based psychosis that hasn't been uh, diagnosed yet well getting back to our our nerdery stuff there's a role-playing game called shadow cyber psychosis yeah no that was wasn't that in cyber psychosis was in cyberpunk um, Cyberpunk 2020 but in in shadow (laughs) run you only had so much you only had so much willpower yeah that was sort of your your brain power and the more tech you put in the crazier you got yeah and unstable and i think that's well i thought one of them had something where your 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 nervous system would fry out if you do too much tech which makes sense but the other one what i think was cyberpunk was you become less human you become less able to to relate to humanity so they call it cyber psychosis you became in Shadowrun. you became unstable okay so i must think another one where you're more likely to freak out so i mean that's that's there's so much truth to it but i think they can program like early on, like because the, we're we're seeing examples of this, even just socially, by how many trans 
bullshit's happening. You can only put so much lipstick on a pig brain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you're seeing all these girls, especially, that are influenced by the trans movement, where they're where they're being influenced by this mass psychosis. And how how long is this going to happen? How how is there going to be pushback to this, or is it just going to be, become the new norm where everybody's fucked up? Yeah. Um, last thing, we got to get to the last one we're, before we're, Songbird falls asleep. I know we're I'm coming sorry. to the last one. Um, yeah, we're. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Number one, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. So this is probably the most dystopian moment. Everybody in w- keeps saying it, and my question is, how do you get there? WF history in 2016, Ida Akun. A member of parliament in Denmark said, welcome to 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy and life has never been better. The WAF loved that quote so much. They tweeted it. Um, they also created a video that everybody absolutely hated titled eight predictions for the world in 2020. And one of the screenshots. So a guy smiling and the, the words are, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Um, so uh, in this dystopian future, they say in this article, there are no products you can own, only services that are rented and delivered using drones. This system would make all humans completely dependent on the World Economic Forum and controlled corporations for every basic single or every single basic need. There would be absolutely no autonomy, no freedom, no privacy, and you'll be happy. Do you know why communism falls apart? Because it doesn't take into account human nature. Right. Yeah. It sounds all great. They're like, we'll all have this stuff. We'll have our needs met. Yeah. We'll share. Yeah. Everybody and- will work to help the other man. They'll work there. They'll put to each, uh, to, to each according to their need. Uh, yeah. What's I, the fucking I phrase? Can't, I can't remember. Uh, uh, from each according to their need or to, to, to each according to their need from each according to their ability is what yeah. it is. And saying that if you, in order to contribute to the whole society, you'll put forth your effort to make that work. No, you will not. Right. Some people get lazy, but the best part of the thing why communism falls apart is somebody else goes, what if I want more? Yeah. You know, that's where it falls yeah. apart. Well, well, this is leading up to end times. That is 100% for sure. Absolutely. And um, Oh, God, you guys aren't going to do this to me right now. While Rooster's at the table, we're going to talk oh, about it. No, God, we're, no, we're getting way too late. It's over two hours now. But I'm just saying, yep. like, this is going to happen. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it feels be, that way. I'm, I'm not, not going to deny it. I'm not going to be here for it. Mm-hmm. So when the when the when the call comes and uh, I will be out of here. Yeah, Jesus calls us all to him. Uh, we won't have to deal with this anymore. God, you had to end it on that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is a reality, and the Bible talks about it. And yep. uh, I mean, this is gonna happen. Oh God, no, we're not going here. We're I'm not, do- especially done. at the end of this. I'm done. But I'm done. Jesus is coming. Yes, I'm done. All right. On that note, if you want to get in contact with us, look us up on Facebook. Facebook is the way to go right now. And we, I know we said we get on Twitter, but uh, we're still waiting it out to see if Elon Musk is actually going to buy Twitter because it's all nothing but bots. Nothing but bots. Yeah. <laughs> see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.